Hello, friends. Please consider supporting the Flavors and Knowledge podcast. Donated proceeds are applied to absorb the cost of cooking classes and health education for children. Help a child affected with diabetes with a sponsorship donation toward adequately managing the condition through Food First. Chef Walter's Children Diabetes Foundation brings this message. Welcome back to Flavors and Knowledge, the food learning podcast where we strive for honest food talk and few opinions. I'm Chef Walter, and in this episode, I would like to retrace the history of uh, one of Sicily's most traditional specialties, the caponata. The gastronomic tradition of southern Italy are teeming with curious and exciting stories, which are all linked to the origins of each typical dish that enriches and makes the culinary heritage of each southern region unique in the world. Knowing the history and origins of a dish is an added value to appreciating even more our eating habits. And surely, often and willingly, you will have wondered why the Parmigiana has such a name, or perhaps the origin of the luscious torta caprese, the mentioned popular ones. Of course, most of the succulent dishes we prepare and bring to the table today have humble origins. And still, there are also several reinterpretations of the dishes served to the wealthiest class of the aristocracy, for instance. But widespread throughout the Mediterranean, whose essential ingredient is aubergine, eggplant, a popular vegetable suited for various preparations, including the even more famous and appreciated parmigiana, which you've heard of, whose origins are intricate and often controversial. Since the 1700s, caponata, due to its rich consistency, was consumed as a single main dish, often accompanied by rustic house-made bread. However, today it is usually prepared as a side dish. And back in time, the aristocrats consumed a fish-based caponata, a true delight for their demanding palate. Still over time, the blended seafood was replaced by aubergines, as the humble popular classes could not afford to buy expensive fish. In a culinary treatise, a man named Domenico Romoli, known as Il Panunto, described the evolutionary transition from fish caponata to vegetables, turning the less costly version into a delightful and palatable conviction for the upper crust as well. And in regards to fish caponata, it isn't easy to trace its origins for the name, but two reliable theses exist. The first suggests the word caponata deriving from capone, 
not the gangster, I mean, but a fish dish which was topped with a thin slice of dried meat called lambuga, and often seasoned with a sweet and sour condiment, almost like a slice of salami, if you will. The second assumption related to the word etymology suggests caupone, a term that indicates sailors, taverns, dingy, squalid settings used for refreshments during the 17th centuries in the Mediterranean seaports. I've also heard historians connecting the word caponata to the Latin noun caupona, or other adjectives, cauponia, which means tavern food, to expand the culinary confusion. And if you travel to Spain, you might encounter phonetic assimilation with capirotada and capironades, both Iberian terms that in general indicate a dish that combines a mix of different ingredients. Well, there is, however, one single version available to us today, and there is a cookbook edited by the famous gastronome Hippolito Cavalcanti in Naples in 1839. The ancient manuscript, which is called Theoretical Practical Cooking, with the corresponding answers, offers a recipe of dry bread soaked in vinegar, water, sugar, salt, pepper, and olive oil. The topping consists of mackerel, endive cucumbers, olives, and minced green pepper. It could also be the ancestors of the typical classic Puglia Fresella. But regardless which legend you favor or which appellation you'll use, a wonderful caponata sounds and tastes delicious. And so you will be able to download one of our tested recipes by subscribing to our newsletter, Flavors and Knowledge. The link will be under show notes, and there you will find your caponata made with eggplant, to which occasionally you can also add cocoa, but that would be for another podcast. Imagine the intricate uh, addition of uh, bitter cocoa into something that was savory. And that is the history of food which intrigues all of us. And this is all for this episode of Flavors and Knowledge and a brief history of Caponata. Please follow this podcast on Anchor.fm or any of your preferred platforms. Follow us on YouTube under the Chef Walter's Cooking School page for brief educational videocasts. And if you are in the kitchen today or tonight making Caponata or whatever else you like, Always keep your eyes on the fire. We reconnect on the next round with another interesting food talk and a few opinions. Stay well. Ciao, ciao. Flavors and Knowledge is brought to you by Chef Welch's Cooking School in Cranston, Rhode Island. For classes, workshops, events, and programs, please visit our website at chefwalterscookingschool.com. For all other services offered by Chef Walter's Food Group, check out our main website, chefwalter.com.